Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of AM Minnesota. What a beautiful, sunny day. We're finally going to get some spring weather. That's the hope, the dream, the desire. Nort Johnson is with me every first Wednesday of the month. is Chamber Day here on our AM Minnesota program, Nort. And I know that you guys are knee-deep and doing some lobbying efforts up at the state legislature. That's probably number one right now. Yes, that's been, uh, we've been pretty busy with that. Um, Unfortunately, while we've swung a few votes, we've still got some pretty weighty issues out there that are going to um, absolutely adversely affect our ability to do business in Minnesota in a competitive way around the world. And... um, it's uh, heading to the Senate for a vote. It passed the House last night. We're talking about the Paid Family yep. Medical Leave Act. So, as you, as you know, there already is um, family FMLA. Um, a worker can take 12 weeks off um, and, and manage medical leave, things that they need to do. And uh, Minnesota um, has had a contingency of... Uh, almost exclusively the Democratic Party who are pushing this 24 weeks of paid leave, um, 12 medical, 12 to care for a family member. But the um, I, w- I would say the criteria under which you can take that leave is so loosely organized that practically anybody would be able to find a reason to take that off. It could, um, it might, uh, somebody who I have an affinity for, not just a family member, so it could be your neighbor, technically your neighbor's neighbor, if and you were able to. Didn't I see it was like thirteen hundred bucks a week or something like that? It's it's crazy. Yes, it's 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 going to be incredibly expensive. The budget numbers for that project, well, just to set up a department, one hundred and sixty mil, and then um, the uh, it's the, yeah, a whole new state department. But the um, the number of employees or staffers uh, that they have budgeted that would take advantage of that program is is grossly underestimated and um, it's it's going to be problematic now the uh, the the Senate can still uh, if we can get a few people to come to their senses on this one um, uh, could possibly um, get this one turned around but um, I guess we'll see how it goes. Interesting stuff going on in St. Paul. So that, you think, would definitely adversely impact small businesses. There's no doubt about it. One of our 400 members, one, had um, had some questions. Um, and and there's, certainly, uh, there's certainly something to be said for being progressive and making sure that um, people can tend to their needs while keeping their job. And uh, most companies have... Um, have have some ability to do that in a reasonable way. But if you're going to start stacking those expenses onto the cost of the goods or services that they provide, 
because it will. This money doesn't come from from nowhere. And if you consider um, basically needing to pay workers to be idle and then also having to pay somebody to come and take up that production uh, time and, uh, and efforts that they were undertaking, um, that those expenses get stacked up onto your uh, cost of goods and cost yep. of services, and it's going to be really tough. We absolutely, absolutely will lose uh, some important Minnesota businesses over this. What I don't understand is if I, if I understand this correctly now, as I said earlier, up to uh, 1300 or something a week, well, it's not even based on the person's salary, right? They like to sneak those things in there. It was a little bit the same way with uh, some of the COVID unemployment pay that got stacked up. It was, I mean, it was unreasonable to pay people more to not work. And that's why they weren't going back to work. Exactly. It's unreasonable to pay somebody more to be idle than they were making while they were working in Gordy. That's what was going on. Um, that's one of the things that has that has resulted in the inflation that we have. Um, so people had more money but less production. So all of a sudden, the, that's what that's how inflation happens, and um, we're we're heading for more trouble in Minnesota around that particular issue. So um, one of the good news pieces out of uh, out of the legislative session right now is it's. Likely that the uh, historic tax credits will be put back into play. So um, that's a good thing going on right now. And also I think um, the the campaign promises around helping support education, while there could be a little bit more done with regard to equalizing the funding uh, in public school districts, you and I have talked several times about that. Yep. Um, that's not getting there. But some of the other things that they're doing to support the trades and uh, work with um, early grade, uh, kindergarten readiness, there's uh, there's some good legislation and funding coming out there. Those are pretty important things to help prop up the economy. All right. We're going to get our opening market report. Then we'll visit more with Nort. Nort Johnson is the CEO and president of the Faribault Area Chamber of Commerce and Tourism. Our KDHL Agri Boosters bring your opening market report. They include Krennic Stump Grinding here in Faribault. Contact Chris at 491-2948 or go online at Krennic, K-R-E-N-I-K, stumpgrinding.com. Matt's Roofing, specializing in any shingling project plus farm buildings, residential roofing. Troy is really good at what he does. Number to call is 507-838-2254. Northland Buildings for quality post-frame construction. Head to northlandbuildings.com. Corn and hog futures are mixed. Soybeans and cattle are lower. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. Take your corn yields to the max with superior genetics and next-level performance. Explore one-of-a-kind hybrids from MX Series Corn by Stein. Learn more at steinseed.com. Soybeans are lower following crude oil ahead of an expected rate increase by the Federal Reserve, which will be announced later today. Export demand slow because of Brazil's record crop and U.S. planning is ahead of average. July beans are down 14 and three quarters at 1396. August is 15 and a quarter lower at 1343. July bean meals down six dollars ten cents at 421.90. July soybean oil 66 points lower at 51.13. 
Corn's mixed, watching planning and development weather, expecting generally good near-term conditions in most of the Corn Belt. Second crop conditions in Brazil are favorable, with some rain in the forecast in the next couple of weeks. July's down a penny at 579. September's up one and a half at 522. And wheat's higher, heavily oversold after the move to two-year lows yesterday. U.S. soft red winter prices are competitive. That could help exports, and hard red winter is in dismal shape. July Chicago's up 16 and three quarters at 626. On follow-through selling and the losses in the broader market, July cotton's down 118 at 79.19. December's 124 lower at 79.25. Rice is mixed on spread trade with July up two and a half at 17.85 and a half, and September one and a half higher at 15.42. Live and feeder cattle are down, pressured by the recent cash and wholesale business. June lives down 75 at 162.15. August is 97 lower at 159.97. August feeders are down $1.95 at 224.22. And hogs are mixed on uh, adjusting spreads and keeping an eye on demand factors. June's up 50 at 90.45. July leans 12 higher at 91.55. I'm John Perkins with a Brownfield Market Update. AM Minnesota. On the mighty 920 KDHL. Agri boosters also include Craig Keller at the Keller Insurance Agency near Strand. He helps protect all things important to you. Northland Buildings for quality post frame construction. Go to northlandbuildings.com. So, again, North Johnson is with us. We've been talking a little bit about what's going on in St. Paul. On a brighter note, North, you were showing me that you've got. A lot of people that were at the chamber, the, there's an expanded business coming to town. Give us yes. some details. Yes, sir. Well, this is this is pretty fun. Um, uh, Sage Glass is a um, subsidiary of Saint Gobain, right? It's a it's a French company um, who are mainly into um, construction related building items, right? And uh, these glass panels, these electrochromatic glass panels that are manufactured in Faribault, well, you need to do something with those typically before they're installed or while they're installed. They're pretty high-tech. Incredibly high-tech. So, Vetrotech is a company out of Auburn, Washington. That's a um, suburb of Seattle. um, Is coming to Faribault. And I had the pleasure today um, to spend a couple of hours before coming here with a group of their employees that are moving here. Cool. And uh, what a treat. I'll tell you what. Um, the mayor was there with us, uh, Becky from uh, from Sage Glass, and then uh, Cassie and Devin from the chamber, and we had a big, not a round table, but a big rectangle or table uh, conversation um, to share with them all about Faribault in our surrounding area. And um, I'm reminded every time I get to have those conversations, what an awesome community we have. And um, what we were able to share with them um, was a lot of fun and learning about their business and what these um, highly skilled um, professionals do. I mean, we had um, a process engineer, materials uh, engineers there today, as well as the fabricators. So the, the, this is, uh, layman's terms, uh, but the, basically the framing and encasement of these really super high end glass materials, um, is the chief work of what they do. They also make another kind of glass, not the electrochromatic, 
but like hurricane-proof glass. Wow. And so that is coming into Faribault, as well as then the kind of the finishing side where they're framing windows out. And It's going to be uh, on the same campus? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, right out in the industrial park. And I'll tell you what was really fun. Uh, these, uh, uh, these craftsmen were sharing with me um, you know, the kind of work they do and some of the specialty things that they do. And uh, they uh, they got out some pictures of some custom work that they did um, for a a museum, I believe it was. But they they framed up, made these custom metal frames for this um, this super sturdy glass that they make. That they were twenty feet tall, entirely curved, shaped like kidneys. Okay, these these huge glass panels that they made, and they did all the custom framework to encase these um, this super high end glass. And then then they do um, other engineered, more I, would, I guess you would call them traditional uh, um, contemporary sort of encasements as well for this uh, um, these super high end glass products. And it looks like we've got. I'm going to count. Let's see: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We had 10 of them in there, actually, um, from Washington. Uh, they're all moving here. Um, so most of them were bringing a trailing spouse that will be looking for work as well. And um, we got to tell them about the awesome school selections in Faribault, um, some of the great things that we have uh, to do. Um, interestingly, and we find this all the time, the thing about Faribault that uh, strikes people um, the, the the most with with the most I guess impact is the downtown um, with what there is to do there and then just the architecture and the buildings um, they were just really excited to hear about that um, talked about the different services available in Faribault for families and again for for schools so we've got a lot of school choices here and uh, it was really. Uh, really fun to spend that time with them and be able to share the story. Like I said, the mayor was there, um, helped with the, uh, help with that as well. Talked about then on the perimeter of Faribault, all of the different um, awesome things going on. And I'm happy to share that something we touched on the last time I was here, which is a partnership to help promote the Cicada Trail, the Singing Hills Trail. And um, as of yesterday, that partnership expanded by two more towns to include Elysian and Mankato, um, out of greater Mankato growth. And so what we're putting together is very similar to what we've done with the mini road trip, where we do marketing to the communities of Faribault, Oatana, and Northfield. Well, we are in the process of creating a brand that would promote Faribault, Warsaw, Morristown, Waterville, Elysian, Madison Lake, Eagle Lake and Mankato. I've um, I've ridden that once on my bike all the way to Mankato. Oh, that's did you ride back then, or did you yeah. wait for someone? No, I rode back. Made the round trip. I probably will not be making that trip anytime soon again. <laughs> I mean, it was an awesome, but I mean, it took you know long time. Yeah, get some accommodations part way down the road or part way on your way back. And so typically, I will ride to Elysian and back. Okay, that's a good it's a trip. good ride. We just, uh, we met yesterday, uh, before we went to Mankato, met at Tucker's in Elysian, the restaurant downtown there. They had, I, 
they had this most fantastic sandwich that I had. It's called a raspberry fritter melt. Huh. I'll so, try that. Oh, it, I'd, I'd recommend it. It was, it was, it was super tasty. Um, the raspberry was actually embedded in, in a the fritter bread. that was the bun. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely delicious. And such nice folks there working and, and doing service. So that's one of the things that was, that was really fun to share with these, uh, the, the team that's coming to Fairville with, uh, with Vetrotech. Um, just talking about, well, what is there to do in town? Where can we go eat? And if you look at the restaurant oh, offerings in Fairville, no kidding, we've got every kind of food imaginable. Absolutely, and they they were just they were just thrilled to hear about that. I mean, Thai the, the, nothing against the chain restaurants, but you know, you look around and we've got these. Oh, I mean, just all of them. I don't want to miss anybody, but you know, Kitty Corner here, Grand Plaza's out of this world, and then more mixed food, El Tequila, and a couple of the others. And with Redemption and the Depot and Signatures for Burgers and Pizza. And Bashers, those great ribs. Bashers is dynamite. We were just out there for the Bowling for Kids' Sake last Friday. Yep. That was a big success. Um, actually, I probably have mentioned this, but I'm on their board of directors for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Southern Minnesota. And... Um, what a great job Michelle Redman and her team does. They absolutely do. And uh, with that, I'm going to make a shout-out. We're short uh, a couple of hundred-plus bigs right now. Wow. So if you've ever had that thought that you could free up a little bit of time um, to spend time, it's not you don't have to be an awesome mentor. Um, or have some great, you know. I was one. That tells you, I'm, you know, you don't have to. Be you a, get it. I'm preaching to the choir here. Just spend some time with the kid, and um, you know, give them give them a little bit of your time. You know, bowling, a walk, the theater, a movie, shoot baskets, reading, shoot baskets, throw do football, some, do some homework together. Whatever it would be, um, uh, I would personally very much appreciate anybody. Uh, that is interested in making that kind of a commitment. And if you want to talk about it, you can give me a call um, at the chamber. I'll get you connected. Um, a lot of good mentors out there that we can uh, get you connected with that would tell you about their experiences as well. But uh, it's a big need, and I'll tell you what, you can really, really make a difference in a kid's life. Um, it's proven that kids with mentors do better in school, and we know that kids that do better in school do better in life. You a big as well, Lord? I have not been able to commit to the time for a big. My hours that I'm available aren't necessarily conducive, so that's why I'm able to do the board work, help with some of their communications, and a little bit on the fundraising side. But it is it is in my schedule for very the rewarding near future. I will say that very rewarding. I had a good time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So other things going on out of the chamber. We have our business awards coming up. Uh, May when's 11th. When's the first car cruise? About that. Pardon me? First car cruise. When is that? First car cruise will be May 19th downtown. Now we've got a great partnership with the Dragons uh, this year. Uh, with that, they uh, we've asked them. They, they had expressed some interest in helping us on the operations side. And so um, we're happy to expand that partnership. In fact, we're even getting some new reflective vestas, vests that our volunteers wear that have their logo on it as well as the oh, downtown wow. car cruise logos. Um, 
They're also going to have their big car show this year. It's going to be in conjunction with the Blue Collar Music Festival down at Alexander Park. And that'll be the first. We'll have a roll-in on the first Friday in August uh, down to Alexander Park. Uh, I'm sorry, not Alexander, my bad, Teepee Tonka. On the first Friday of August, um, we'll have a roll-in and the Blue Collar Music Festival starts. And then on Saturday, they're actually having their big roll-in for the Dragons with their uh, contests uh, and whatnot down at Teepee. Uh, they'll be starting in the morning and go through early afternoon. They'll give their awards mid-afternoon. So it'll be a music festival with the big car showdown uh, for the Dragons. And um, we're, we're happy to be able to join forces on that one down at our beautiful Teepee Tonka Park. That was a success, that move last year, right, to Teepee Tonka? It was. We had had, and, and uh, rightfully so, some people had some, they were a little sad that it had moved from the downtown district. Um, the, the, the main reasons we moved that were operationally, um, we're always short of volunteers, and to try to get it set up in that tighter space required more volunteers for setup and breakdown, et cetera. We also wanted to expand it to um, a couple of days, you know, Friday and Saturday, and that would have been a hindrance in the downtown to try to set up for, you know, we'd be we'd be plugging up that downtown for a whole another day. Um, so um, I, I have definitely some agreement that it was really nice to have that event downtown. Um, we're working on some plans to make up for that a little bit and having some other uh, events downtown bring some traffic there but let's face it tp talk is a short walk from the downtown and we ran a bus last year and we'll do the same thing this year between the downtown venues and actually all the way out to bashers and carbonis and back down to the down to the uh tp tonka park for the main event so we'll do that again this year good stuff though and uh the dragons uh, what, what a cool bunch of people uh the, the car club. So, yep, Blue Collar, Business Awards, um, and uh, the downtown roll-ins. We've got all those things going on. Um, our normal course of work in uh, with our Main Street program, uh, working on the downtown, we've had a little bit of a reset on that. We've got some fresh people in there looking at um, recruitment opportunities to bring, bring more of the kinds of businesses that we'd like to see um, into some of the spaces that are being, you know, freshly renovated. So that's been, um, that's been rewarding and we'll definitely see some outcomes that people wouldn't be expecting by the end of the summer. I can't say a lot more about that, but um, there'll definitely be some um, additions in the downtown that people are going to feel good about. So how many people is this VTech plant going to employ when it opens here? I think it'll be about 34. Nope, they're adding 30 and I'm going to say 40. It's going to be about 40. Um, and what is the timeline here? When are they going to timeline, be? Timeline, they're, they're going to be here. Uh, they're going to be moving out here uh, about 10 weeks from now, I think, is when the, the transition starts. So, yeah, and they, um, is it a whole new building or is it in the same plant or? It, it'll be in the, um, I think it's housed in the, in the building right next door to the main plant is where the bulk of it'll be. But there'll certainly be some work done in the addition on the other plant as well. So yeah, pretty, pretty cool to see that going on.
Pretty cool. So what else? What what else have you got that you think the listeners might want to might want to hear about today? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to get over a cold. Yeah, I know. You get it'll you'll be okay. Hard to concentrate when you got a cold. Yes, no doubt, no doubt. And I thank heavens don't get a lot of them. So yeah, well, good, good. You know, and I get to a lot of gyms and sure see a thing. lot of people. So sure thing. You think um, you'd be more susceptible to have colds? Yeah. Keep exercising, drink your orange juice. Yep. Build so up I, that immune system. I do have a little other news to share. I think that will be kind of fun. Um, we are at the tail end of available funds that we have been blessed to be able to award um, from the Chamber Trust for the MSERP program, the Main Street Economic Revitalization Program. And I'm happy to say that uh, three-quarters of a million dollars um, is flowing through the Chamber Trust from deed uh, to applicants that have uh, uh, building structures, uh, business building structures in the historic district. That's where the, those dollars were able to go. And it's a 30% match. So, in other words, if uh, somebody was doing a $100,000 project, uh, they could get 30000 of that qualifying infrastructure improvement um, reimbursed out of these grants. And so again, the 750,000 awarded and while the program was originally written for the project of the 13 buildings that were purchased, the program was opened up and more than two thirds of the funds. So half a million dollars has gone to buildings outside of that program to other building owners. Okay. So we've got, um, really proud to have that happen. Um, there are 14 um, owners outside of that 13-building ownership group that are receiving funds out of the program. So that's everything from roofs and windows as well as some infrastructure to support um, uh, HVAC needs. And I think that uh, it's kind of fun. The way they describe uh, to us that are administering the grant program um the, what qualifies, if you could pick up a building and shake it and it would fall out, then that expense wouldn't qualify. So uh, specifically kitchen equipment or business fixtures, things of that nature, didn't qualify for the program. So all these funds are helping ensure the integrity of the structures in the historic district. That's what the grant was written for, and so that's what the funds are going to. Um, I, I know firsthand the buildings that were acquired um, in the downtown were in need of roofs. And so the portion of their reimbursement funds are coming from roof work that was done and is being done right now. So so that's some good news out of the chamber. Um, we have, uh, as you know, Kelly Nygaard left, uh, went up to Stillwater, doing a great job for them. Um, we're blessed to get Devin Winjum in the office. And, um, boy, he's a real firecracker around our social media and our marketing and has really done a great job picking up where Kelly left off. And, um, we're pretty to happy, to, happy to have him there doing the good work that he's doing. And now, um, he gets to cut his teeth on a little bit of branding and doing a fresh launch of things with our singing hail, singing hills, uh, cicada trail partnership. Um, we love partnerships for a few reasons. The messaging is always stronger 
if you can include more assets within the messaging. And, of course, all along that trail, um, there are a lot of different really cool assets from uh, parks and campgrounds. Ice and cream shops. Ice cream shops. You got it. And so um, that's been a, a lot of fun. So that really helps the messaging uh, there. Also stretches the dollars and the reach. So talking about Faribault, getting people to get on that trail, spend time in all of the communities, of course. But you, know, you get to Faribault, there's definitely some places they can spend some money. Now, I'm a little, uh, well, selfish, I guess, in that I don't want to see too many people on my trail, my favorite <laughs> trail, because uh, it's flat. There aren't a lot of hills. Right. It's one of the things I love about it. Yeah, we've heard, we hear that all the time about that trail. So is there a, should we, do you want to reserve time and day of the week, Gordy, that we can steer people away from being on the trail? Yeah, maybe I should put out a schedule or something. <laughs> there you go. These days, no, I'm just kidding. There you go. I want everybody to experience the same enjoyment I get. I mean, the you're you riding through tree, you know, through f- trees along the trail, listening to the birds, and it's yeah. just awesome. It's a fantastic asset, that's for sure. And we want to utilize that asset in a fashion that um, that boosts our uh, economy, right? Um, one of the things when I was in the Black Hills that we did recognize about some of the trail users there was um, we'd market and do all our work, get them out to the Black Hills, and they'd bring their tent and sleep in the uh, National Forest and ride their bicycles and bring their own food and turn around and go back home and didn't actually spend any meaningful dollars while they were out there. Yeah, there so go. a lot of our efforts around uh, marketing this trail are what are the assets and the attractions within the communities that they can enjoy and um, and help prop up the local economies. Well, thanks, Nort, for stopping in. Do appreciate it. Always enjoy our visits the first Wednesday of the month. My pleasure, Gordy. You keep up the good work. We're get rid of that cold. Yeah, let's hope I can do that. Hopefully you don't get it. <laughs> that concludes today's edition of AM Minnesota. Next two days, we're on the road. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.